Let's change the world together. Welcome to the Snapcast, the podcast for all nonprofit professionals, bringing you interviews and amazing ideas for nonprofit leaders. This is Mickey Desai. I am your host for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Snapcast, sitting across the table again from my friend Stephanie Watson, who's a nonprofit consultant, uh, fundraiser, and just um, extraordinary person. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so we, last episode, we were talking about a number of things related to um, the way you help nonprofits do their jobs better, right? Yes, right. Because um, a consultant doesn't, in my mind, a consultant doesn't come to the table and actually do the actual job for the nonprofit unless they're specifically hired to do that. Right. But, but when you're doing the grants, when you're doing the strategy work, uh, you're actually helping the organization to do their own thing. Sure. Um, so we, we talked about grants. Do you find that more and more grant makers are becoming more and more interested in hardcore data? Oh, definitely. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the major things that has shifted over the past, I would say five to 10 years, say, um, they really are looking at what difference you are making, um, either in the client's lives or how are you making somebody's life better? How are you making the community better? And funders really want to know what the true impact is. Part of that you can get out of doing some pre and post tests, but they want to know, um, have you moved the needle on some social problem? What, you know, and how are you going to gauge that? How are you going to tell that? Some of that comes from some long-term measurements. Um, but yeah, funders are really looking at what their investment is going to buy them. If I'm investing $10,000 in your organization, what am I going to get back? And so when you're writing a grant, you're really selling the organization as well. So you have to have some of uh, the um, operational information in there, uh, some of the, uh, what the board is, what the board is made of, uh, or the makeup of the board, and then also the program, the program layout outline, and then the outcomes as well. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to have it from all angles. And then they're really looking at the organization as a whole. And then in terms of the program, mm -hmm what is their money going to get? So are we truly moving the needle on uh, homelessness? Are right, we right, truly right. moving the needle on food insecurity? And how do we know that? Whether or not... No, I was going to say, does, so what then, are, what numbers are they actually looking for to prove that something has happened? How do you tell that the needle is actually moving? Sure. Uh, uh, and is, I mean, there's a part of my mind that <clears throat> thinks about how communities tend to report crime. And, uh, okay. you know, some of those figures are not exactly very trustworthy right? right because right. people people want their property values to increase people people want to say this is a safe area uh do you think that the same thing sort of happens in the nonprofit world where you see people saying hey we are actually making a difference and so they may have a little bias in the way they right, report their numbers right, right. I, don't, I don't know if that's a fair question to be asking yeah yeah i think that you know data can be sure can be spun yeah. <laughs> anyway, or, you know, a variety of different ways. I think that you, you do, you start off with some, uh, good solid numbers from some credible sources mm -hmm. out there, like, like SAMHSA, which is the substance abuse administration yeah. or, uh, the census bureau. And you start off with economic indicators, uh, from the census bureau. And then you, uh, try to measure those again, um, on, on the back end once you yeah. offer your services. And then you also use, I think, instruments that are valid and reliable, that are evidence-based, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that, that come from evidence-based programming so that, or model programming so that you know that they have been put through the, through the testing that this is actually measuring right. what you say it's going to measure. 
but yeah, you do have to be careful about how data is spun or, or used. Right. Um, and um, I think I think using appropriate data in appropriate ways is, is kind of you know yep. what what the funders are, are looking for as well. They're right. they're savvy yeah. as well, yeah. so they know when you're trying to spin the data to, to fit your exact need. Right, right. Um, so that's why I think you use you know credible sources and, and cite that in in your grants or cite that in your case statements or whatever you're submitting. Sure. And many funders yeah. will actually have their own data collection mechanisms sure. built in. So sure, especially the bigger yeah. the bigger funders like um yeah uh like the community foundations or uh, federal government or state government they'll have you know yep uh mechanisms that you have to use in yep. order to uh, receive the funding yeah. among all the other work that you do for nonprofits outside of grants and things like that you do you help with board recruiting do you help an organization play with its own rolodex to find yeah board recruiting uh, um that's not necessarily my bailiwick unless i know somebody specifically mm-hmm. looking you know for a, a place to fit in or i can i can certainly find a place for them to fit in <laughs> hey if we have any volunteer i'll find a place for them right if you're um, looking for a board yeah. yes yes particularly for a board because yeah. it is it is such a you know important role to play yeah. for an organization yeah absolutely um, yep um and then what was the other question well i mean i was going to uh, lead so, into oh, the rolodex um, yeah the rolodex the like rolodex. How, how do you how do you yeah. get people to play the networking game yeah, because, yeah 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 i do i you know we look at who knows who we look at who their board knows sometimes i just have their board list you know different organizations that they're involved mm-hmm. in whether that be their kids sporting events or, you know, if they're involved in a civic organization and we kind of list out kind of who they touch and their networks of who they touch and then say, hey, you know, um, can you tap this certain network to see, you know, if somebody's interested in serving on the board or interested in getting involved in volunteering or or donating. Right. So, yeah. So I help, uh, you know, help brainstorm, for lack of a better term, um, who knows who and, and go from there. Can you share a success story? something that's gone really well with an organization uh, and everybody walked away from that feeling like they had their win-win and their constituents benefited as a result. Sure. There's a lot of success stories. <laughs> I'll happy, happily share one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was actually with somebody that you've been on the Snapcast oh, really? before, uh, Belize Urbina oh, yeah. uh, with Sir Familia. They have, I've been working with them for about four years and they have tripled their operating budget in the last four years due to due to several things it's not i'd like to say it was it was due to me (laughs) but it's due to uh beliza and i um have a great synergy and and work Mm -hmm. together really well you know they're there like i said there's there's a lot of things that are working well for them Mm -hmm. um the time is ripe kind of for for where they are and where where they're positioned um they definitely follow best practices in the field staying on top of best practices they all of their programming is based on model programming, evidence-based programming. So they're gathering and getting and then pushing out those outcomes. And they have great partnerships, too, is something we, we hadn't talked about. But partnerships and collaborations and networking. We did talk about networking. But getting the right people on board and it, helping not only as referral partners, but as true partners sure. in in programs. Well, it sounds so. like they have the right ethic in mind, no matter what they undertake, right? It's not just, yes, yes. you know, they, they're really defining a culture there. They really pay attention to business ethics. They really pay attention to fundraising ethics, right? Uh, right. you know, liability and um, confidentiality and all yes, those things very right. much. These guys are, are honing in on those things that definitely need to be taken care right, of. Right. Yep. Yep. That's very cool. And, uh, and I'm glad to hear that, that, that they're one of your success stories. What should an average nonprofit do? Like, I, I, I imagine that 
there's a ton of small to medium sized nonprofits out there that are struggling to make their next dime. And they're more concerned about driving the mission agenda than they are balancing it out with anything else. How do you get a, sure. how do you get a nonprofit to pay attention to those sure, things? Sure. I think when I talk to them too, I, I, I I'm a firm believer of many things have to happen and have to come up and rise at the same time mm. in a nonprofit that your board has to develop. Your program has to develop. You have to have the right mix of administrative procedures, internal operating procedures. You have to have the right space. And so things you as an executive director or leadership of a nonprofit, you have to pay attention to a whole bunch of have a whole bunch of balls in the air yep. and, and kind of and kind of be bringing them all up at the same time. There's nothing really easy about it, right? No, right, right. You know, I I hear all the time, uh, you know, my students will say, I want to start a nonprofit when I, you know, get out of school. And I really steer them away from that because it's something like, I don't know, that, you know, a couple thousand of nonprofits try to start every year and and fail every year or or don't, you know, flourish every year. Because a lot has to happen. And yep. it's a business. Because on the one hand, none of it's rocket science. But on the other hand, there's right. a lot of it to manage. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right. And it's definitely a business. Right. It's definitely, you You know, you have to manage it like a business yeah. and really treat it like a business as well. Yeah, sure. Okay. Any parting words of advice for a listener as they may be considering joining a board or maybe wanting to volunteer their time with another nonprofit? What are what are the things that they should look out for? You know, sure. what what should I ask as a prospective board member? Sure. Things no, like that. That's, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. I think, um, and I have my students asking me that mm-hmm. too. In terms of being, a, you know, a board member, ask if you can sit in on a board meeting and see how the board meetings run and see, you know, the players at the table and what they're talking about. And, and I guess I should back up that you really should be invested in that particular nonprofit's mission. It should really speak to you and pull at your heartstrings and be something that you want to see progress and further and grow and and thrive. I like how you said entirely all that without actually using the word passion because (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, because we talk about, you know, this should be something you're passionate about. And yet I think we're starting to overuse that word. Sure. But uh, yeah, having a keen interest in forwarding that mission. I like the way you put that. Right, 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 right. And really being dedicated to that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And have it speak to you. So I, I think that, you know, that's where you start. And then you can start asking questions. I think you do ask, or, or you know, sit in on a board meeting or mm-hmm. volunteer with the organization to see if you know you yes. agree with um, how they're being run and how they address problems. And I think you do ask some of the hard questions. You know, you can ask about um, how they manage their money. You mm-hmm. know, if a grant comes in, you know, how, how do you manage that? Do you keep the funds separately? Do you follow, you know, certain procedure, accounting procedures? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, the board members are responsible for how the money is spent and where the money goes, right? right? Not only are they responsible for the outcomes, but they're responsible for the money side of it too. And then ask about outcomes. Yeah. Ask about if somebody, you know, if it's a human service organization, somebody comes, you know, how are they assessed? How are they admitted? How mm-hmm. are they followed through a program? What does that look like? Um, are they, you know, is there follow up afterwards? Yeah. So those are some of the things I think mm-hmm. you know, ask a lot of questions, see if you can volunteer, talk to other board members, attend a board meeting and, and kind of get a background that yeah. way. Stephanie, thank you for taking the time. We're, uh, we're running up on the end of this episode. Uh, can we tell again how a listener should get in contact with you if they have questions about these things? Sure. Yes. Uh, my phone number is 678-858-7995. Or my website is Stephanie M. Watson, 
com. And Stephanie M as in mouse. Yes. Got it. Right. All right. Great. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for making the time to do this. Great. Thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us for this episode of the Snapcast. We will see you again in about a week. This has been the Snapcast. Thank you for joining us.